Right, uh, very good morning uh, to all of you, those uh, in Century as well as those watching online at home. So as part of tradition in the Methodist Church in Singapore, special Sundays are placed in the church calendar annually. Today we celebrate Laity Sunday. Laity Sunday is observed on the second Sunday in October, where the lay people participate in the worship service. It is also to celebrate the ministry of all lay Christians whose lives are empowered for the kingdom. Laity Sundays offer a time for lay people like us of all ages to pause and consider our unique call as a disciple of God in participating in God's mission in this world. This morning, it is both my honour and gratefulness which I can share with you my reflection as your lay leader. Thank you, Pastor Office, for giving me the opportunities to have the pulpit today. This Sunday is also special for the annual Trinity Annual Conference because all the lay leaders from all the 21 track churches are sharing the same topic and scripture verse. The scripture the track board of laity has selected is Psalms 91 verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This is the word of God. Come, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, may your holy presence be here with us this morning. May you use me as your instrument to bring your words of encouragement to your congregation, both in church and those watching at home during this pandemic and this season of their lives. Amen. It was in early December 2019 that the first case of a new disease was reported in China. To date, the virus known as COVID-19, which we are all now very familiar with this name, has infected more than 236 million people globally, with a death toll of more than 4.8 million. To give us a sensing, 4.8 million is equal to about 80% of the Singapore population. To date, COVID-19 has also mutated into four variants and has been a real resecting factor for everyone worldwide. It validated the country's capabilities to fight the virus, stretches the healthcare system to the limit, and brought the world economies to their knees. In Singapore, we too experience our life impacted by this deadly virus, regardless of our age. Whether you are studying, you are, stu you are working, retired, COVID-19 has indeed found a way to bring disruptions to individuals, to families, to communities, and to our nation. Over the past 22 months, the government has implemented many strategies to control this pandemic. As a nation, we went through many different phases and the safety management measures, which we are to adhere to in public, in school, at work, at home, even in church, which all of us have gone through. With Prime Minister's address yesterday, we have now to have to adapt with the new strategies in a new way forward and able to adapt to the new normal to live with COVID-19. It is my hope that amidst the fears, the anxieties, the struggles of the ongoing pandemic, as well as the uncertainties of our future, we can trust God by coming together as a body of Christ in finding God in the midst of COVID-19. As we read the book of Psalms, we can learn about God and His care for us. We can also learn about ourselves too, 
This is because the whole gamut of the human experience is in the book of Psalms, and no one beside ourselves could understand our situation better. As David Hubert, the Old Testament scholar, put it, the Psalms speak to all seasons of our souls. So in the five books of Psalms, there are both individual and community Psalms of Trust. For Psalms 91, it can be described as an individual Psalms of Trust. This chapter, like many chapters in Psalms, expresses a deep confidence in God and His goodness. It contains the confession of trust, even though the multiple descriptions of dangers are not explicit and has passed. Nonetheless, there are still helpful hints of the circumstances that taught the psalmist to trust in God. Before I go on, let me unpack the verses into three parts for understanding. In the first part of verse 2, the author begins with the declaration of trust by expressing, I will say, of the Lord. The Lord was God's name revealed to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. And it is described as God's personal name. So by stressing the name of God, this implies the closeness of God to His people and the God's covenant relationship with Israel. If we also read Psalms 91 verse 1, we could also notice the author uses two other names, which God was known to Abraham. Most High implies that God is above all other gods, the Almighty, another name for God. This term from ancient history called to mind God's presence with Abraham and Moses. So the author actually mentioned three names of God within two verses. This shows that this gave him the closeness to God and the assurance by calling out God's name. Using a simple illustration, many of, our, many of you will call me by my name, Thomas or Bro or Uncle Thomas, but Aileen will call me differently. Hence, when you greet me by my name, there's something formal and official, but when Aileen's call me dear, she's calling out of a closeness and special relationship with me. Boy, I believe no one will call me dear. <laughs> But nonetheless, there are also occasions when she called me by my name, with surname. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know what occasion is that. <laughs> so when we read Psalms, we will come across many images used to describe God. Right? These images, in particular, metaphors, help to communicate God's nature and the fact that God is powerful and great. The author in Psalms 91 uses metaphor. To illustrate the second part of the verse, to describe God as his refuge and fortress. Do you know the word refuge appears 60 times in the Bible? It refers to a strong, secure structure that provides shelters from the elements. Job 24 verse 8 reads, They are drenched by the mountain rains and hug the rocks for lack of shelter. And in Isaiah 4 6, it will be a shelter and shade from the heat of the day, and a refuge and a hiding place from the storm and rain. So in a fragility sense, it is used here, refuge refers to a shelter from one's enemy who seek to harm and destroy and even kill. Using both words like shelter in verse 1 and refuge in verse 2 could allude to the temple of God, a place where one could take refuge from during those days in Israel. In addition, by using military figure of speech and term like fortress, the author may also suggest to some kind of military invasion, 
most likely during the fall of Jerusalem, or an ongoing military activities during the time of writing. Or the author may also come from an earlier period and reapply the Book 4 of Psalms to allude to the tragic events surrounding the fall and the end of David dynasty mentioned in Psalms 89. This picture was taken by Wang Wei when he was uh, touring in Mortar. The name of this fortress is called Citadella. It was built more than 3,500 years ago. So from the picture, we could see the large size, the strong, magnificent, majestic structure of these fortifications. But if we read the history of this fortress, as strong, we knew that this was overcame by its enemy in two different occasions. So as strong as earthly fortress is, they can, after all, succumb to failure. But with God with our, as our fortress, He will never fail us. And this brings me to the third part of the verse. Before the author ends the verse, he reaffirms his faith and responds as an invitation to trust by calling out, My God in whom I trust. Again, the author identified God's name, displays the author's deep confidence in God, emphasizing firmly fixing himself into God in the midst of his threatening circumstances. This is what true faith is, committing to oneself to God with full reliance on God's ability to provide and protect him. So the main idea of this verse really is the psalmist upholds his faith in a personal and powerful God and trusting himself to God to be his shelter and protective care. So what lessons and applications can we learn from this verse? In the midst of going through COVID-19 now, like how the psalmist has trusted God in his circumstances, we must also put our trust in God. The pandemic is not over yet. The number of cases might be growing in the coming weeks or coming days, and no one really knows when will this be over. To encourage all of us, let me share with you my reflections on four areas on how the church have trusted God during these past two years. As a general conference church, working together with the pastors from the, and leaders from the Chinese Annual Conference and Emmanuel Tamil Annual Conference, we fully adhere to the government safety measures and guidelines to control the pandemic in the operations of the three churches in the Amokyo Methodist Church premises. All these three churches demonstrated the highest level of social responsibility throughout the past 22 months with strict controls on our ministry program and services. We are indeed thankful to God, who have protected the pastors, the church staff, and their families, and all members of these three congregations. The two occasions we need to exercise our safety measure was last week, last Monday, and in September last month, where we have to close the church for two to three days for deep cleaning and disinfection where we are alerted that two students from the church kindergarten have been tested positive for COVID-19. The Lord is our protection, our only shield and shelter from all harm. May we always have the confidence that His protection is far greater than any danger that threatens us. I would like to encourage us that no matter how great the adversity we may face, no matter how deadly Delta variance is, we need to remember our God is bigger than the virus and remains sovereign. On my second reflection point, as we abide under God's protection, we are enabled by His divining grace to bear up under the greatest trial, 
in our weaknesses, God's strength is made perfect. It is when we are most limited that God is most free to act. He gave us greater grace that enable us to press on in the midst of this pandemic. Let me share with you how we have experienced God's power working within the different ministry. If you recall, the church triggered a virtual choir project, implemented the WhatsApp business broadcast message, and accelerated the online pre-recorded service very quickly. This is to ensure that the Sunday service will not be disrupted for too long. This was extremely helpful during the COVID circuit breaker period and those heightened alert periods where we are not allowed to attend the fiscal service on-site. I have received the following reflections from one of the cell group after our 12 days prayer thon two weeks ago. It was from Living Waters 2. It reads, A reflections on how God had raised up so many talented musicians, singers and creative technicians from reading our Amokyo Methodist Church families, which make our online service so edifying. God is great. He used a bad situation to showcase His glory. Unquote. The church also set up an online service help desk to provide a one-stop support to any church members who require assistance to set up and view the online service on Sundays, and also implemented the pay now to make donations, offerings, pledges, online more easily for our worshippers. Last but not least, the church also upgraded our video system in the sanctuary and is streaming the Sunday service at 10 a.m. live today. I hope those watching at home at home are still blessed. My third reflection is on trusting in God's presence. Pastoring the spiritual life of members who cannot have a normal church life during the pandemic is challenging. We know we did not go through this pandemic alone, but God offered us His loving presence. He joined us in our journey. The Spirit of God is said to intercede for us with groans that words cannot express. As a Creator Himself, He reassured us that He is with us by gathering and sending His angels to us day after day. Though COVID-19 has caused some disruption in our lives, it provides the church to function and care for our worshippers in a new way. This is where we turn this pandemic into defining moments of opportunities to care and serve our members in our church. I trust that most of you could remember that many different initiatives that was launched by the various ministries past one year, ranging from the sewing of masks, love in actions, setting up temporary financial relief support, and many others. In view of time, I will only highlight two significant programs. When the church was closed during the circuit breakers last year, the church worked with the Ministry of Social and Family and offered the church premises as a temporary shelter for six sleepers for almost two months. Secondly, the church also provided support for seven members serving their home quarantine order, leave of absence, and stay-home notice. Last week, I was updated that Louis, our associate lay leaders, is revising his plan to include those in home recovery program and isolation order. So you can see that Louis is even ahead of the Prime Minister address yesterday. So in August, when the Ministry of Health announced that the residents of Block 113 Amokyo Avenue 4 need to go for COVID-19 testing, the church came together and distributed 90 care packs to these residents, 
and each care pet contain a card to wish the household well and informing them that the church is praying for them. And also to offer any household help with any assistance that they might need during this period of staying home, like purchase of groceries. So these two programs are a good reminder for us of God's command to us as disciples to love our neighbours and our Methodist social principle to serve others with God's love and care after the poor and needy. My last reflection point is on trusting in God's provision. The rapidly evolving COVID-19 situation presents challenges to our church budget planning last year. As many of our church services and activities have been disrupted and the need to replan and reschedule. Hence, it was an uphill task for the Finance Committee to predict what lies ahead of us. Nevertheless, at the end of our financial year on 31st July this year, not only did we not fall into deficit, we ended up having a modest surplus, in part also due to the job support scheme. So let us all praise the Lord for His grace and His provision to our church. The pastors and the leaders are also very thankful to all of you for your dedicated, faithful, generous giving all these years. Indeed, the fight against COVID-19 mirrors our ongoing battle in our faith journey, where the enemy is always ready to prowl like a roaring lion. So by drawing parallels on how the Samis and the church have trusted God during these circumstances, I am thankful for these brothers and sisters for giving me their permission to share their personal testimony on how they have trust God as their refuge and fortress during this season of their lives. Both Marcus and Louis were retrenched last year. Louis is not Louis Lowe. It's not the policeman Louis, right? So when they received the news of retrenchment, though they are disappointed and discouraged, they continue to keep their faith in God. Marcus shared that he has to dig deep in his quiet time and turn his eyes to God. In the beginning, he did not understand why he was retrenched as his team was performing well in the Asia-Pacific region. After some personal time with God, he accepted the fact and believed that his retrenchment was an opportunity to experience God's faithfulness. Within two months, Marcus found his new job. In God's provision, he was even blessed with a higher pay as compared to his previous job. So Marcus shared, The journey felt amazing smooth, as though God opens the door and let me through. I can't explain this feeling, but I can only say only God can do it. For Louis, he was retrenched in end March last year. Louis quickly took on grab food delivery to support his family and will even sign up for IT courses to pick up a new skill. He recalled it was a difficult time for him and his family as they couldn't find a job for a while. However, the family remembers God's goodness in their lives, as God has always seen them through in many occasions in the past. The family firmly believe in God. God will see them through again in this pandemic. So in God's perfect timing, <clears throat> God opened a new door for Louis, and he too was employed successfully in his ex-colleague company. Louis was grateful that the church has been supporting him until he found a new job. So prior to COVID-19, this is my third testimony, 
Simon travels to work in JB daily. When COVID-19 struck Singapore, Simon has to work from home since then. After eight months of administrative challenges, Simon made a painful decision to depart Singapore in November last year so as to clear his outstanding works as well as to look after his aging mother in Johor Bahru. If we think that our daily cases are high in recent weeks, Johor Bahru is experiencing such numbers for quite some time and many months. Furthermore, the situation there is also not ideal at this moment with movement control, movement restrictions and increasing of homeless people in different parts of Johor. So after 11 months of living away from his family in Singapore, Simon thanked God for his protection in watching over him when he travels to work daily safely, able to care for his mother and was also vaccinated in JB. While the future is uncertain for him, when he could return to Singapore, Simon counts on God's blessing in his life right now and take his time to deepen his spiritual discipline by praying and reading the Bible more regularly. In my last testimony, I will screen a four and a half minutes video. For your information, Oikos Helping Hand is one of the mission fields in Merlina, Philippines. The church has been supporting Oikos for more than 10 years. So before COVID-19, the church does organize a short-term mission trip to support the staff of Oikos and the residents living in the slum areas. So in this video, Gemma is the manager of Oikos Helping Hand and she also serves as a church worker in Agape Church. We pray that this video will encourage all of us on the blessing we have. When the quarantine was implemented to control the spread of the virus, people cannot go out of their homes and working to stand still. Oikos Helping Hand have to stop all ministries and food distribution completely. Sometime into the quarantine, I received a call from one of our members living in Aroma, asking when will we visit them. She said that they need our help as we are the last hope that God will use us to help them. And this burdened me. God spoke to me as I having lunch with my family. Having food and shelter during quarantine for my family gives security and a relief for me. But at the same time, God showed me the situation of his children in Aroma. And tears began to roll down my eyes. The burden becomes heavier and I can't help but weep for them. But I know crying is not enough. We have to do something. I began to share it with my leaders and co-workers who shared the same burden for our beloved people. Because of the compassion that God put in us, we started to pack the little balance we had in our storeroom and appealed to the local government to permit us to go to Aroma. Our staff fully understand what are we going to face. We know it will not be easy and it's very risky. As we don't see the virus, 
don't know how many were infected. In fact, can see the worry in the face of my mom the moment she knew our decision. The first day when we arrived in Aroma, we were surprised to see that no resident committee are looking after them. There is no guard to prevent them going out, no gate at all. It's like a normal day for everyone. Children playing, people chatting outside, no guard roaming to implement to stay at home order. And I said to my heart that it is going to be tough for all of us. But we staff fully understand also that the reason we live is to do the will of God. If God wants us to serve Him amid pandemic and allow us to be infected and die, it will be such an honor to die serving the Almighty and loving God. Because for us, to live is Christ and to die is Him. we learn to listen carefully and wait upon God's instruction. If we say we move, we move with a joyful heart and with full trust that God is with us. And when He says pause for a while and stay at home, we pause, believing that He can do more to His people. And whenever we go to the site and to see the joy in the faces of the recipient, when they receive a simple pack of food, it is one of a fulfillment for all of us. Instantly, their worry and fear disappear. It's really an answered prayer for them. And after more than a year, here we are. The staff are all still alive and healthy and continue serving our living God. All glory to our faithful God. So in conclusion, we thank God that uh, more than 83% of our population have been vaccinated. The recent spike past week is a great reminder for us to continue to stay vigilant and to be adaptable to changes as circumstances and routine can change anytime. The psalmist understood that God was a refuge for him. The psalmist was saying, by acknowledging that God alone was his refuge and fortress, watching and caring for His people, we too can put our trust in God. Similar to how God is a refuge and fortress in our lives, we want to also build Amokyo Methodist Church as a refuge and fortress and extend to anyone who attends our church or comes to us for help. We are thankful to members who are already serving in the different ministries on these special Sundays. We are also delegating this Sunday on serving. We would like to encourage more lay people to come on board to join us, to serve God and to serve one another, so that together we can build the church to be home with a heart. As part of Serve God, Serve One Another campaign, we are updating all the ministry information on the church website so that members can have access to this information. We have also provided a link for members to appreciate any ministries 
that they have been blessed by and also to indicate their interest to serve in any of these ministries. With the current safety measures, we disallow for those who are 60 years and above to serve in the month of October. So may I humbly appeal and cheer those who are less than 60 years old to come forward to serve as a response to God's words today. This morning, I have given us a brief explanation on Psalms 91 verse 2 by understanding the emotional state of the author, the circumstances where the author wrote these psalms, and the overall theme and intent of the psalms. I have also shared on how God's protections, God's power, God's presence, and God's provision were demonstrated in our church, as well as the various testimonies of our brothers and sisters in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. As a Christian writer, Corey Ten Bloom reminded us, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. As we continue our faith journey in this pandemic towards a new normal, may we be a Methodist family after God's heart, put our trust in God, for we know He is our refuge and our fortress. Come, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, how this tiny little virus rises up against us and caused us great fear, anxiety and discouragement for the past two years. We confess how weak and fragile we can be before them. May you help us draw our focus away from this pandemic and shift our attention onto you. Enable our fearful hearts to rest fully in you with assurance, enlarge and expand our understanding of your gratefulness, your greatness. Expand our confidence in you, make us strong in you, that we will not be afraid, we declare our, your only presence, your awesome power that always protects us and provides for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.